All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, we're, we're actually going to jump right down here. We're going to actually watch Jesus this morning. Here we're going to go beginning to Genesis to Revelation. Perfect timeline. Amazing. Well, we're going to go right over here to John. And uh, if you were here, and I think most of y'all were, uh, we covered John chapter 1 all the way through the fourth chapter. And what you'll notice when you read John is Jesus is going, you know, he's, the people don't believe. They don't. He's really upset with uh, uh, the Pharisees and stuff because they just got their fingers in their ears. They don't want to believe. But anyway, the very last thing that happened in John chapter 4 was a, uh, there was a, uh, a mayor... We'll pick up in that in just a second. Uh, he can't, as a government official, see that. In the course of his journey through Galilee, he arrived in a town of Cana. This is John chapter 4, verse 46. While he was there, a man of the city of Capernaum, a government official whose son was very sick. Now, wait a minute. Why do we want this for? I mean, come on. We need stuff that helps us all. This helps us all. If he helped this fella, he'll help you and I. Jesus is not gone, disappeared. He's the same. Wow, anyway, look what he says. Won't any of you believe in me unless I do more miracles? Now that's, what are you, that's an insult. No, Jesus knew. You know, when you believe Jesus is uh, really the Lord, you'll relax, you know. Anyway, this guy pled, says, please come down before my child dies. Jesus said, go home, your son's healed. Good grief, did that guy earn it? I, I, I want to make sure I can do what he did. Well, he didn't earn it. Look what he did. He just pled. He said, look, I've got to have your help. Don't go to the pastor and say, well, I don't understand why the Lord. Don't tell me. Go tell the Lord. You know, Just don't take no for an answer. Now, notice what happened here. While he was on his way back home, some of his servants met him with the news. Hey, it's okay. Your son's recovered. He asked, the lad, he asked them when the lad had begun to feel better. And they said, well, it's yesterday afternoon about such and such time. Oh. The father realized it was at the same moment Jesus told him, your son is healed. Look at this. And the officer and his entire household believed that Jesus was the Messiah. See what did it? He finally said, you know what? He's the Messiah. He didn't believe that Jesus had healed his son. That wasn't the story. He believed that he was the Messiah. Look at this. This was the second miracle. Okay, here we go. So that's where we pick up. Here we go. John 5. Afterwards, see how you don't read this years and years later? You should read. Uh, John is not hard. And I just challenge you to, you know, keep a fresh Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. Those are just vivid pictures. It's like videos. Keep one going all the time. To ask yourself, don't ask me, say, which gospel are you reading right now? Well, I hadn't read one a lot. <laughs> don't do that. They're, they're, they're fun to read because it's a historic timeline. Real easy. The funnest part is get it, in a, get it where you can read it, you know. Yeah, you struggle with the King James. I know I do because I thought that was my purpose in life was to translate the King James Version while I'm preaching. That's what I did because I didn't know what that was. <clears throat> anyway, afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish religious holidays. What's that? Remember, there was about seven of them. You had to go to Jerusalem. We read that in the Old Testament. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was Bethsaida Pool. Uh, with five uh, covered porches, platforms or porches surrounding it. And notice the sheep gate there. Remember when uh, Ezra, we read, they were putting the wall back together around Jerusalem? The dragon gate, the sheep gate, the north gate, the whatever gate, all those gates. Okay. Anyway, so crowds of sick folks. <laughs> this is not going to help us. 
because this is a long time ago. No, that's the reason it's in our Bible. Look at this. Crowds of sick folk, lame, blind, and with paralyzed limbs, lay on the platforms, waiting for a certain movement of the water. For an angel of the Lord came down from time to time and disturbed the water, and the first person to step into it afterwards was healed. I don't really buy that. I don't think that's what was going on. I think it's just what people did, because if you wanted to get well, God wouldn't have made it mysterious there. But anyway, let's keep going. We don't stop there and go, I want to Google this. I'll let the Lord tell me. Nah, keep reading. That's not what the purpose was. One of the men lying there, look, it had been sick for 38 years. And look what his logic was. Basically, the Lord's not helping. When Jesus saw him and knew how long he'd been ill. Now, how did he know that? Jesus knows everything about you. Look what he says. Would you like to get well? Now, I want to pause on that a moment. If you're not feeling good no matter what, Jesus is always saying, would you like to get well? Oh, but Lord, you're slowing me down. He's not slowing you down. I can't. Boy, that's a standard answer. If you start believing God didn't create the heavens and the earth and didn't create you in his image and stuff, you'll be saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, that's why I thought it was so funny when Laura and I were putting to, trying to put together that little sticker. <laughs> it says, we can, well, I can do all things through Christ. I was like, except this dead burn sticker. <laughs> you know, I mean, but that, my point is there was still like, you know, this is going to work. It has to. Anyway, we did give up though. But anyway, uh, so he says, I can't. The sick man said, I have no one to help me in the pool. Oh, so sad. So sad. God sends an angel down there, stirs up the water, and you can't get up. Well, wonder why you can't get up. I'm paralyzed. Well, God's so mean. So that's the reason I don't buy that other stuff. That was probably just one of their little things. They just, you know, somehow. But anyway, keep going. The Lord says, look what he says. Jesus, uh, oh, he says, well, look, he had it. He said, no one could help me get in the pool at the movement of the water, you know. While I'm trying to get there, someone else always gets in ahead of me. Jesus said, stand up. Roll up your sleeping mat and go home. (gasps) Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up the mat and began walking. Keep reading, keep reading. It was on the Sabbath. Remember, ain't nobody supposed to be working on the Sabbath when this miracle was done. So the Jewish leaders, boy, they objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. It's illegal to carry that sleeping mat. The man who healed me told me to, was his reply. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know. Look at that. He didn't know it was Jesus. Wow. Now, remember, there wasn't two, three people in the Bible. This place was packed. What was going on? It was a, there was a feast going on there. Oh, my gosh. Thousands of people. Jesus disappeared in the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said, now you're well. Don't sin as you did before. Something even worse may happen to you. Okay, let's keep going. Then the man went to find the Jewish leaders and told them it was Jesus who healed him. So they began harassing Jesus as a Sabbath breaker. Now watch what Jesus does with this. Sabbath breaker. Remember, that means don't work on the Sabbath. Look what Jesus says. My father constantly does good. In other words, works. King James would say worketh, whatever. And I'm following his example. Remember, Jesus said the Son of Man is Lord over the Sabbath. When they were saying, you can't eat that grain. Your disciples are breaking the corn husk and doing all this. Oh, it's illegal. Then the Jewish leader was all the more eager to to kill him because in addition to obeying their Sabbath laws, he's spoken of God as as his father, making himself equal with God. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. Our Father, which art in heaven, remember Jesus said to pray that way. And he said, tell nobody on earth, don't call anybody on earth your Father. There's only one Father. We're in this too. 
Look at that. Jesus replied, the son can do, that means can, that means work. He can do nothing of himself, but, but does only what he sees the father doing or working in the same way. Remember, Jesus addressed this one time by saying when he healed somebody in the synagogue, he said, if your donkey falls in the well, wouldn't you get him out? They had to go, well, yeah. Well, how much more value is a man than a donkey? Anyway, for the father loves the son, tells him everything he is doing, even on the Sabbath. And the son will, look at this, the son will do far more miracles than this man's healing. He's never going to quit. Unless we say, time out, I don't believe you anymore. You help everybody else but me. Oh my gosh, you want to go back to Egypt, huh? Mm, mm -mm, not me. I'm going in the promised land. And the father leaves all judgment of sin to his son. Ooh, ooh. So that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. But if you refuse to honor God's son, whom he sent to you, then you're certainly not honoring the father. I say emphatically that anyone who listens to me, to my message, believes in God, excuse me, and believes in God, who sent me has eternal life. Look at that. Look at this. And will never be damned for his sins. Now quit writing your own religion. This is it. You're trusting Jesus. You're never going to be damned for your sins. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, how marvelous. Yeah. But has already passed out of death into life. Praise God. What a, Man, we can relax. And I solemnly declare that the time is coming. In fact, it's here. When the dead shall hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen shall live. The Father has life in himself, and he's granted his Son to have life in himself and to judge the sins of mankind because he is the Son of Man. Now notice, we already found out about your sins. You're not going to be damned. It didn't say you never made a mistake. It said you're not going to be damned for your sins. Why? Because you listen to his message and you believe in God. Let's keep going here. Uh, and to judge the sins of all mankind because he is the Son of Man. Don't be so surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And shall rise again. So there's a resurrection of the bad and the good. Those who have done good to eternal life. Those who have continued in evil to judgment. But I pass no judgment without consulting the Father. I judge as I'm told. And my judgment is absolutely fair and just. For it's according to the will of God who sent me. And it's not merely my own. Now remember, don't worry about judgment now. Because you found out you believe in Jesus. All your sins are taken care of. Remember in the first part of John here. Let me see where we're at. We're in John chapter 5 verse uh, 27. Let's go to uh, chapter 1 here. Look what Mr. John the Baptist said about sin here. Uh, when he saw Jesus coming. Here he comes. John chapter 1. There he is. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. And he said, look, there's the Lamb of the world who takes away the world's sin. Wow. All right. Chapter 3, we're not going to be forgetful here. No, no, no. John chapter 3, what does he say here in verse 16? God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God didn't send his son of the world to condemn it, but to save it. Look at that. There's no eternal doom awaiting those, look at that, who trust him to save them. But those who don't trust him. So now we know what's going on. Back to the fifth chapter. Oops, five. And we're 24, something like that. Oh, yeah, see, so I'm saying anybody who listens to my message, believes in me, he'll never be damned. Hallelujah. I'll take that any day. Praise God. All right, so here we are. I pass no judgment. Let's see. Here we go. Starting 31. When I make, my, make claims about myself, they aren't believed, but someone else, John the Baptist, is making these claims for me. 
You have gone out to listen to his preaching, and I can assure you that all he says about me is true. The truest witness I have is not from man, though I have reminded you about John's witnesses so that you will believe in me and be saved. John, he's talking about a witness. I want you to see what this witness is, and it's not John. John shone brightly for a while, and you benefit and rejoices, but I have a greater witness than John. I Look at this. I refer to the miracles. But you and I as Christians in the Bible Belt, we have been pounded and taught that there's no miracles. That's the reason we're like... The preacher wants me to go bring somebody to church. I'm embarrassed, you know. Well, we get embarrassed to bring people to church because we've been taught there's no miracles. But when you get used to knowing, I have miracles. I can expect a blessing like Phil had about that car or whatever. I can expect that because I am with Jesus. There's miracles all the time. Look what he says. Because of the miracles I do, they have been assigned to me and my father. And they prove that the Father has sent me. Now, let me jump. Remember, we're in verse 36. Let me jump all the way to the end here. This book goes all the way to 20, oops, 20, was it 20, 21? Yeah. Look at the last verse. John writes this up. Uh, let's see. Verse 25, there's another one, but I'm going to catch this one. I suppose that if all the other events in Jesus' life were written, the world could hardly contain the books. <laughs> all, all these wonderful things that happened. Let me see. There's one above here. Just a second. Let's find it. Uh, oh, I know where it is. It's the last verse of 20. Right here at the end. Look at this. Look at that. Jesus' disciples saw him do miracles, but do other many other miracles besides the one in this book. These are recorded. Look at that. These are recorded. That's why I say drink coffee and read this all the time. These are recorded so that you will believe that he is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing in him, you may have life. Wow. Yeah, but I'm 2,000 years behind all this. Hang on. That's very good logic, but let's go back to the end of, let me do it quicker. Let's go to the back of the end of Mark's a Gospel too. Look at the last chapter here. Uh, the last verse. Last thing he said. Look at that, verse 20. Mark 16, 20. And the disciples went everywhere. Now, Jesus is gone at this point. He's gone. He just, whoo, gone into heaven. They went preaching everywhere. The Lord was with them and confirmed what they said by the miracles that followed their messages. Miracles are not over. We say they're over, and they're over. If you, if you say they're over, they're over. But boy, if you don't, they're right there. All right, so here we go. No wonder these miracles are so important. Okay, let's go back to John here. And we were at John 5, and it was 36, wasn't it? Here we go, 36. So he says the, the greatest witness is these miracles. Uh, okay, and the Father himself also has tes testified about me, though not appearing to you personally or speaking to you directly, but you're not listening to him, for you, received, re you refuse to believe me, the one sent to you with God's message. Look at this. You search the scriptures, for you believe. Remember, he's talking to the religious people that say, we don't believe you're the Messiah. Okay. You search the scriptures, you believe they give you eternal life. And the scriptures point to me. Yet you won't come to me so that I can give you eternal life. Oh, man. Your approval and disapproval means nothing to me. For as far, no, for, for as I know so well, you don't have God's love within you. I know because I've come to you representing my father and you refuse to welcome me, though you readily receive those who aren't sent from him. Yeah, their own special people. Isn't he wonderful? <sighs> Crazy. Uh, no wonder you can't believe. You gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from God. Look what he says here. Yet it is not I who accuse you of the Father. Moses will. Moses on the laws 
uh, you set your hopes of heaven. For you refused to believe Moses. He wrote about me, but you refused to believe him. So you refused to believe in me. And since you don't believe what he wrote, no wonder you don't believe me either. Now, I'm going to jump ahead just a moment. We're going to come right back to six. But let's look how he's tackling this the whole time. Lazarus was just raised from the dead. Okay. Look what he says here. Oops. Next chapter. Chapter 11 right here to end. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm still at, no wonder. Chapter 10, chapter 11. Boom. Chapter 11. Oh, let's see. Just a second. There it is, verse 45. Okay, he already said Lazarus come forth. Remember, he's standing there. Whoa. Unwrap him. Let him go. So at last, many of the Jewish leaders... What's this about? They didn't believe nothing. At last, many of the Jewish leaders, boy, that's the Jewish leaders, okay, who were with Mary and, uh, oh, and saw it happen, finally believed on him. But some went away and told the Pharisees, ah, bah, 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 bah. boy, they broke from them, didn't they, right there? Anyway, okay. Let's go back. Chapter 5, we're at the very end of this thing, okay. So, he wrote about me, but you refuse to believe. Since you don't believe what he wrote, no wonder you don't believe me either. All right, let's finish six. After this, what did he do? He just got in trouble over healing that guy. Okay. He crossed over the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias, and a huge crowd, many of them pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem for the annual Passover celebration, were following him wherever he went. Look at that. They wanted to watch him heal the sick. So it couldn't have been sporadic. It couldn't have been just, you know, it was all time. So Jesus went up into the hills and sat down with his disciples around him. Soon he saw a great multitude of people climbing uh, the hill looking for him. All right. What happens here? Turning to Philip, he said, Philip, where can we buy bread to feed these people? He was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, hey, take a fortune to begin with. Praise God, you got Jesus. Isn't that something? Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Now, you got to believe he's got to be laughing about this. Oh, oh, this is really going to help. Hey, here's a youngster here with five barley loaves and a couple of fish. But what is that good for with all this mob? Tell everyone to sit down. Did you ever wonder in Luke? I did. I'm just on my own, you know. In Luke's account of this, they sat down in what, groups of 50 and hundreds? That's so after it all happened, you, you could start counting it up. What did they count up? 5,000 people got fed. I didn't even count the kids. 5,000. Wouldn't take long to count. How many, how, many, how many groups did you count? I counted 20. 20 times 50 is what? 2,000. Okay. Uh, tell everyone to sit down. All of them, the approximate count of them was 5,000. They sat down in the grassy slopes. Then Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks to God and passed them out to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and everyone ate until full. Now gather up the scraps. Now, remember, I've heard this baloney. Well, everybody just learned to share. That's what it was. No, it wasn't. These are, I really think he's the Messiah. How did that happen? We all had Chick-fil-A. I cannot believe this. I, I, where did it come from? Well, if you believe the Bible and don't believe, believe it's fairy tales, you'd go, God gave them manna in heaven. He gave them quail one night or one evening. Well, actually, several times. All of a sudden, the quail just flew in. 
They always had water. He'd give them water. Now gather the scraps, Jesus told his disciples, so that nothing is wasted. And 12 baskets were left over. Abundance, abundance, okay? Okay, when the people realized that a great miracle happened, look what they did. They said, surely he is the prophet we've been expecting. Jesus saw they were ready to take him by force and make him their king, so he went high up in the mountain. Hmm. That evening, the disciples went down to the shore to wait for him, but as darkness fell, Jesus hadn't come back. So they got into the boat. See, this book's in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke. Here's the story again. But soon a gale swept down upon them as they rode, and the sea grew very rough. They were about three or four miles out when suddenly Jesus came walking toward the boat. Oh, God, I just can't take this. Whoa, they were terrified. But he called out to them and said, hey, don't be afraid. <laughs> Jesus, you're freaking me out. Then they were willing to let him in, and immediately, look at that. Immediately, what is going on here? Boom, the boat was already at the other side. Wow. Where does the time go? Praise God. Well, the next morning, back across the lake, crowds began gathering on the shore waiting to see Jesus. They knew that he and his disciples had come over together, and the disciples had gone off in their boat, leaving him behind. See, they know, how did you get over here? You got a jet ski? What's going on? Several boats from Tiberias were nearby, so the people, when the people saw Jesus wasn't there, nor his disciples, they got into boats, and they went across to Capernaum to look for him. When they arrived and found him, they said, Sir, how did you, you get here? Remember, boy, he was booking. He was already there. How'd you get here? Look what Jesus said. The truth of the matter is, see, he knew. See, there's something about believing that he's the Messiah, and they weren't doing that. He's just getting them. The truth of the matter is that you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you believe in me. You know, when we, when we believe in him, that's a long, long-term thing. When you wake up in the morning, you're not worried again. Jesus will take care of me today. But you shouldn't be concerned about perishable things like food. Boy, we are. Clothes, our job, whatever. No, spend your energy seeking that eternal life that I, the Messiah, can give you. For God the Father sent me for this very purpose. Wow. That's how you're going to win your friends. They go, Rich, I don't understand why you're so calm. Oh, let me explain. Are you kidding? I got somebody that takes care of me all the time. What? Rich, you're just lucky. Teach me to be lucky like you. <laughs> it's not lucky. They replied, what should we do to satisfy God? He said, this is the will of God that you believe in the one he has sent. They said, well, look at the <laughs> Now, you know why Jesus got them. They said, oh, well, you got to show us more miracles if you want us to believe in your Messiah. See, they let the cat out of the bag. See, now you and I, we believe he's the son of God. Uh, hey, by the way, give us free bread every day like our fathers had when they journeyed the wilderness. Now, remember, Jesus was there. Look how he straightens them out on this. As the scripture says, Moses gave them that bread. <laughs> Moses didn't do anything except obey the Lord. Moses didn't give it to them. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. They can't take this, but watch this. The true bread is a person, the one sent by God from heaven, and he gives life to the world. Aren't you glad he didn't say those special ones? No, you and I are in this group. Oh, so, oh sir, give us this, that bread every day of our lives. They're still thinking it's going to come down out of heaven. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. No one coming to me will ever, <laughs> will ever be hungry again. Those believing in me will never thirst. 
I tell you what, you can't use an analogy to express some spiritual point if the analogy doesn't work. I tell you what, I, I can't ever, ever remember going hungry since I gave my life to Jesus, you know, or ever. I mean, my parents were taking care of me, but yeah, but I know Jesus was taking care of my parents too. They, they believe in the Lord. But the trouble is, and as I've told you before, you haven't believed even though you have seen me. But some will come to me, those the Father has given me, and I will never, never reject them. Look at that. Did you know that? Okay. For I have come from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to have my own way. And this is the will of God that I should not lose even one of those he has given me. I mean, we should never, ever think about, I hope I make it to heaven. I hope I'm on that list. You're on that list. You're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. Uh, you're not gonna, look at, you're not gonna lose even one of them. That I should, look at that, that I should raise him up and give them eternal life at the last day. Wow. For it's my Father's will that everyone who sees the Son and believes on him should have eternal life, and I raise him up at the last day. Thank God. Then the Jews began to murmur against him because he claimed to be the bread from heaven. See how he called them out? Yeah, you don't believe. What? He's merely Jesus. The son of Joseph. We know his dad. And his mother. We know her. What's he saying? He came down from heaven. He did. Actually, they should go talk to his pa and his ma. You know, they go, yeah, I had a dream. <laughs> and then his mom's like, I can tell you, I was a virgin. I can't explain this other than I'll tell you what the Lord told me. An angel showed up. Oh, come on, Mary, an angel. You don't really believe in angels, do you? She would have to say, he showed up. See, they, they're just so hard-hearted, they can't believe. He said, don't murmur among yourselves saying that. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sends me draws him to me. And at the last day, I will cause all such to rise again from the dead. As the scripture says, they'll all be taught of the Lord. Those the Father speaks of who learn the truth of him will be attracted to me. Not that anyone actually sees the Father, for only I have seen him. How earnestly I tell you this. It means he ain't lying. I'm telling you the truth. Anyone who believes in me already has eternal life. Isn't that something? I have a pistol permit. Okay? Guess what else I got? I got an eternal life permit. It's not, I'm going to get it someday. I've got it. I got a driver's license. And I've got an eternal life license. Isn't that something? How earnestly I tell you. Oh, we read that. Okay. Yes, I am the bread of life. When your fathers in the wilderness ate bread from the skies, they all died. But the bread, look at this. The bread that comes from heaven gives eternal life to anyone who eats it. That's the reason we have communion. You know, Jesus said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And you're, you're eating it. Didn't he say, eat it? I'm the bread from, of life. Okay, but the bread from heaven gives eternal life to anyone who eats it. I am that living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone eating this bread shall live forever. This bread, look at it, is my flesh. Look at that. To redeem humanity. Not to say, hey, y'all straighten your silly act up. Y'all are making me mad up here in heaven. Adam's the one who made him mad. We just played along with it. We've all, the sin of Adam is the dominant sin. We're doomed just because of Adam. Then the Jews began arguing among themselves what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They said, see, they weren't paying attention to the miracles. They weren't paying attention to nothing he said. Boy, the rest of them were. So Jesus said it again, with all the earnestness I possess, 
Look at this. Oh, he drove them crazy with this. Unless you eat the flesh of the Messiah and drink his blood. Oh, come on. I can't stand bloody religions. You cannot have eternal life within you. But if you were with the disciples the night before he was crucified, he took the cup. Remember that? He said, this cup this is my blood, which was shed for the remission of sins. He said, take it and drink. Anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Everyone who eats my flesh, drinks my blood, is in me, and I in him. Praise God. Notice he does everybody does does dot all their I's right, does all this perfect stuff, just prays every night. No. I live by the power of the living Father who sent me. And in the same way, those who partake of me shall live because of me. Whoa. I'm the true bread from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread shall live forever and not die as your fathers did, though they ate the bread from heaven. He preached this sermon in the synagogue in Capernaum. Even his disciples said, look at this. Uh, You're on shaky ground. I wish Jesus didn't preach this one. Some of them. This was a lot of them. It wasn't just 12. Who can tell what he means? Jesus knew within himself that the disciples were complaining and said, and he said, hey, does this offend you? Then what are you going to think if you see I, the Messiah, return to heaven again? <laughs> I mean, this was all going to blow them away. Remember, they're standing there going, whoa, did you see that? Now you see him, now you don't. Remember, the scripture says in the book of Acts, they were gazing up, looking at him, and all of a sudden, whoo, two glowing angels are right there going, uh, boys, what are y'all looking at? Didn't he say go to Jerusalem? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wow. Okay. Only the Holy Spirit gives eternal life. Only those, uh, those born only once with physical birth will never receive this gift. But now I've told you how to get this true spiritual life, but some of you don't believe. Look what he says here. Jesus knew from the beginning who didn't believe and knew the one who would betray him. Whoa. And he remarked, uh, that is what I meant when I said that no one can come to me unless the Father uh, attracts him to me. At this point, look at this. This is sad. Look at that. Many of his disciples, wasn't talking about the 12, but a lot of people, those people he fed the day before, they turned away and left. Then Jesus turned to the 12. You imagine? Hey, you guys going to leave? Simon Peter said, Master, where are we going to go? You alone have the words that give eternal life, and we believe them and know you are the Holy Son of God. <laughs> this is so funny to me. I think it's funny. Jesus said, I chose 12. I mean, you think Jesus could hit 100, 100%. Well, there was more to it than that. But look at this. I chose 12 of you, and one of you, one of you is the devil. <laughs> he was speaking to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, who would betray him. Now, we're not going to go. We don't have time. But anyway, let's, let's pick a part of it here just a little bit. After this, right after that, Jesus went to Galilee, going from village to village, for he wanted to stay away from Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon, it was time for the tabernacle ceremonies, one of the annual Jewish holidays. Remember, there's seven of them per year, whatever, something like that. The Jew, look at this, Jesus' brothers. Oh, you mean, yeah, we're all brothers. No, this was his literal family members. They urged him to go to Judea for the celebration. Oh, that's nice. No, look why. Go where more people can see your miracles. They scoffed. That's his brothers. Now, one of them made a roaring comeback. James. 
He's the one that wrote the book of James. He was the literal brother of Jesus. He was also standing there when Jesus died. They started picking up on it going, whoa, man. But at this time, nah. You can't be famous when you hide like this. If you're so great, prove it. Oh, my gosh. Prove it to the world. For, look at that. Even his brothers didn't believe in him. Jesus said, hey, it's not the right time for me to go now, but you can go anytime. Makes no difference. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of sin and evil. You go on, I'll come later when it's right time. He remained in Galilee for just a few minutes. After his brothers left for the celebration, he went to, though secretly, let's just see what the Lord was up to. Secretly, staying out of the public eye. The Jewish leaders tried to find him at the celebration. They kept asking, hey, has anybody seen him? Where is he at? Where is he at? There was a lot of discussion about him among the crowds. I guess so. Some said, oh, he's a wonderful guy. Others said, no, he's duping the public. But no one had the courage to speak out for him in public, in public for fear of the reprisals of the Jewish leaders. No, we'll kick you out of First Baptist Church. That's what it was about. Then midway through the festival, oh, here he comes, our Savior. Oh, we're on his side anyway. Boy, he got up in the temple and he preached openly. The Jewish leaders were surprised when they were, how can he know so much when he's never been to our schools? He was God Almighty. See, they just, that's the reason they weren't believing. Jesus was trying to help them. They're trying to reason this out. See, half of that group is Sadducees. They don't even believe there's a resurrection. Well, when you're dead, you're dead, buddy. Jesus told them, I'm not teaching you my own thoughts, but those of God who sent me. If any of you really determines to know God's will, then you'll know I'm sent from the Lord. I'm trying to get to a little target verse. We're going to stop right here. Just watch this. You'd know whether my teachings of God are merely my own. Anyone presenting his own ideas is looking for praise of himself. But anyone seeking to honor the one who sent him is a good, true person. None of you. Look what he says. Oh, he, oh this ticked them off. None of you obey the laws of Moses. So why pick on me for breaking them? <laughs> why kill me for this? Now look at the crowd. Oh, who's trying to kill you? In a minute, they're going to say, oh, isn't this the guy they want to kill? <laughs> Liars. You're out of your mind. Who's trying to kill you? He said, I worked. See, this was just the other day. Heal that guy. I worked on the Sabbath by healing a man. And you were surprised. But look at, he says, see, you work on the Sabbath too. Whenever you obey the law, Moses' law of circumcision, which actually this tradition is older than Mosaic law. That's right, because it was in Genesis chapter 17. Abraham was the first one to circumcise himself and the whole, his whole household. For if the correct time for circumcising your children falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do it, and you should. So why should you be condemning me for making a man completely well on the Sabbath? Think this through, and you're going to know I'm right. Yeah. Some of the people who lived in Jerusalem said, Hey, uh, isn't this the guy they want to kill? <laughs> See, just a minute ago, they said, Who wants to kill you? <laughs> well, look what he does next. But here he is preaching in public, and nobody's stopping it. Can it be that our leaders have learned, after all, he really is the Messiah? But how could he be? We know where this guy was from. And when Christ comes, he will just appear and nobody will know where he's from. That's baloney. The prophets already told he was going to be born in Bethlehem. Watch this. So Jesus in a sermon in the temple called it, Yes, you know me and where I was born. No, where I was well, born and raised. 
but I am the representative of the one you don't know, and he's truth. I know him because I was with him, and he sent me to you. Boy, that just, they did not want to hear. See, Jesus is saying he's God here. No, your mom and daddy's Joseph. Then the Jewish leaders, boy, they kicked him out of the Baptist church. Look at that. They hated him. But no hand was laid on him for God's time had not yet come. Many among the crowds at the temple, look at that, believed on him. Do you believe on him? Yeah, we do. After all, they said, what miracles do you expect the Messiah to do that this man hadn't done? When the Pharisees heard the crowds were in this mood, the chief priests and officers, boy, they said, that's enough. That's enough. We're going to arrest him. Arrest him. Jesus, look what Jesus said. No, not now. I'm here a little longer. Then I'm going to return. <laughs> he was making them so mad. I'm going to return to the one who sent me. You're going to search for me. You can't find me. And you won't be able to come where I am. The Jewish leaders were puzzled. And they said, where is he planning to go? Maybe he's thinking of leaving the country and going as a missionary among the Jews and other lands or to the Gentiles. What does he mean looking for him and not being able to find him? You won't be able to come where I am. On the last day, now you know why he takes a big breath here. The climax of the holidays. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If anyone is thirsty, remember, you got to start wearing red. You got to start being nice. No, let him come and drink. For the scriptures declare that rivers of living water shall flow from the innermost being of anyone who believes in me. That's how you win the lost, praise the Lord. He was speaking of the Holy Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit hadn't been given yet because Jesus had not yet returned to his glory yet. When the crowds heard him say this, some of them declared, This man surely is the prophet that will come just before the Messiah. Others said, No, he is the Messiah. See, they're thinking, Well, he's Elijah. No, he is the Messiah. Oh, he can't be. Look what they said here. See how, how they don't know? I know I'm finishing the chapter, but we may as well. Look at this. He can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? And everybody in this room tell me where Jesus was born. Was he born in Nazareth? Was he born in Galilee? What was the town? Oh, little town of what? Bethlehem. But see, they're like, oh, he's from Nazareth. See, the scriptures state that the Messiah will be born, and we already know this. He'll be born of the royal line of David in Bethlehem, the village where David was born. Jesus is shaking his head going, y'all want to see my birth certificate? See, they, they were mad. The crowd was divided, and some wanted him arrested, but no one touched him. The temple police, I think this is so funny. The temple police, it's just like the Huntsville PD coming to get you after you're telling somebody about Jesus. Well, I tried to go arrest Dustin. Why didn't you get him? They, they asked him, so they returned to the chief priest. Why didn't you bring him in? He, <laughs> he says such wonderful things. <laughs> We've never heard anything like it. Look what they said. So you've been led astray, the Pharisees mocked. Is there a single one of us Jewish leaders of the Pharisees who believes he's the Messiah? What's this? The stupid crowds do. Can you imagine that? But what do they know about it? This, this guy says they're cursed. A curse upon him. Look at that. Oh, Nicodemus. Remember him? He was the Jewish leader that came secretly to interview Jesus. Look what he says. Is it legal to convince a man before he's tried? Boy, they yelled back at him. Are you a wretched Galilean to search the scriptures? No prophet comes out of Galilee. Then the meeting broke up. Everybody went home. <laughs> he wasn't from Galilee. Anyway, just got to see the header. I'm not, not going to read it. Watch this. 
Jesus returns. So see how it keeps going and going. Father, we just thank you for your word today. Just follow on the track of what Jesus had done while he was here. Father, if we're hurting today, praise God, you'll fix that. Hallelujah. Same thing's true, Lord, financially. If we're hurting financially, you fed the 5,000, you took care of them, you'll take care of us. And if we've got some other problems, maybe like Jesus facing this crowd of people that are trying to kill him or whatever, he always got out, you'll get us out of trouble too. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to go tell others about Jesus and tell them all these stories that's happened to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, good. Praise the Lord.